You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. And I don't know, first-time parents, you feel this sometimes at night. 
two o'clock in the morning, when they're screaming and they're hungry and you are so tired, I'm not sure if I'm qualified for this. Well, we did, in fact, have that conversation again when we had our first child. And I remember when uh, Jackson was born and we were in the hospital and it came time to be having his first bath. And for most first-time parents, this is so exciting because this is when you get to have that, just that moment with your baby where you get to have that first bath with them. And, and I remember the nurse telling, okay, Naomi, Lee, it's time to take Jackson for his first bath. And I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. And I just sat there in bed because I honestly thought that's something that the nurse does. And she looked at me really oddly and she's like, no, you need to come see if this is actually your job. And, you know, have you, have you ever felt that maybe you're not qualified for this? And I know that she definitely thought I was not qualified for this. And I remember when Jackson was five weeks old and we called up my mum in the middle of the night and I'm like, Mum, Mum, come over. He just won't stop crying. He won't sleep. And my mum came over in the middle of the night and here's Lee and I up in the bed crying with Jackson because we were so completely overwhelmed. Have you ever felt like you had to do something you weren't quite ready to do? When we come into instances like this all the time, you found yourself in a season of life when you felt unprepared. An opportunity was presented to you for which you felt unqualified. Maybe caring for a family member or facing an unexpected sickness is an instance of a situation that can be beyond our control. And how many of you would agree today that you will never accomplish it if you wait until you feel ready or qualified. And today we'll look at the life of a Gideon, a young man in the Bible who was in extreme circumstances. And he, like everyone else around him, was struggling to survive because of those circumstances. But God came to him and asked Gideon to lead his people out of this harsh situation, even though he didn't think he was qualified. In the book of Judges from the Bible, we start in chapter 6, verses 1. Gideon was a judge. And it says, The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, the caves, and the strongholds. And whenever the Israelites planted their crops, Marauders from Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying crops as far away as Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, goats, cattle, and donkeys. And these enemy hordes, coming with their livestock and tents, were as thick as locusts. And they arrived on droves of camels, too numerous to count, and they stayed until the land was stripped bare. So Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites. But then it says, then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. That was our hope today. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. Stripped bare reduced to starvation, they cried out to the Lord for help. 
You know, the unfortunate issue is that we find them starving and hiding in their land. Only a few generations after Israel left slavery in Egypt. The previous generation to Gideon, they were set free by God's miracles. And this freedom, the land of promise that Gideon was now in, it was supposed to be experienced by him and his people. But for Gideon, he was not in the place he thought he would be. And for our lives today, circumstances may come out of nowhere and knock us off our feet. Maybe it's a job, the loss of a relationship, the sudden beginning and beginning of anxiousness, a, a shift that you thought would be great, but now you're suffering and you're not in the place that you thought you would be. It can be even like Gideon and his people, where a sequence of wrong choices leads you to this location of confusion and despair. And when this occurs, our natural reaction is to withdraw. And in this area, we can come to believe that no one cares or maybe nobody understands what it is that we're going through. And hence, we withdraw even further. And that is where we discover Israel. And this is where we find Gideon. The Bible tells us that they became so impoverished because of their wrong choices that they called out to the Lord for help. And I want to tell you this morning that God hears our cry. When you cry out to the Lord for help, He hears your cry this morning. And no one can tell me that God is not real or He does not hear our cry. For two years, God walked with Lee and I as parents with one of our children. And his voice in that season, his voice was so clear and it was so accurate. And everything in that season that was so challenging and full of trouble, everything he gently told us to do worked to perfection. He had perfect timing and he rescued our whole family from absolute difficulty to complete freedom. And I'm here to testify with evidence today from my own life, from my own family, a God who hears you when you cry out to Him. Psalm 66.20 says it like this, but He most surely did listen. He came on the double when He heard my prayer. Blessed be God. He did not turn a deaf ear to me. He stayed with me, loyal in His love to us. And one thing I learned is that we did what God told us to do in that situation, but we trusted Him with our whole heart for only what God could do in His life. And together, we walked with God through the deepest, darkest valley into the most glorious light of His victory and freedom. So why together? Why does God want us to walk this journey with Him and not alone by ourselves? Because God is so interested in walking out the victory with us. He stayed with us, loyal in His love. And for Gideon, an angel comes to him and calls him to action. And Gideon will be the one to lead the nation of Israel in a war against their oppressors. And their oppressors were powerful. And we will witness Gideon's journey as he walks with God. He questions and doubts, but then we will see him put his faith into action spectacularly. 
and the outcome, so I'm going to give you the outcome right now of the story. Gideon and 300 soldiers, 300 soldiers overcame the Midianite army of 135,000 people, men, and they had an incredible victory, and Gideon lived to be an older man in the land. But today, we will discuss the events that led up to this spectacular victory. How did Gideon get to the place that with only 300 men, he could come against an army and have victory over 135,000 men? Well, today we're going to see what God did through Gideon as he walked with him. You know, everyone loves a victory. But if Lee and I, as parents, had just waited for change for our child to fall out of the sky, it would never have required anything from us. And as parents, God was taking us on a journey, a journey of change, healing wounds and saying sorry. And we were prepared as parents to alter everything for the life of our child. And God was calling our family to a new level of relationship, a new level of doing life together. And raising a family, it's not a spectator sport. God sees the future, and I'm so grateful that in that moment of trouble in my son's life, that we cried out to a God who hears our prayer and help is on the way. He heard us. He stayed with us and has completely, to this day, healed and transformed our whole family. Why? Because he's loyal in his love. He's loyal in his love to your family. He's loyal in your love to your marriage and your relationship because he is the giver of love. And as we progress through this story, here are four things to remember about God when you are faced with a new situation and you do not feel qualified. And we must remember who is on our side. Who is on your side? It's Jesus. Judges 6, 11 and 12 says, Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree of Ophrah, which belonged to Joash. And Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. And the first thing that you must remember is that when God calls you, he calls you according to your potential. Gideon was hiding from his enemy. He was barely gathering enough to feed his family. Just trying to get through one more day of scavenging. And an angel appears to him and says, in, in this translation, mighty warrior, mighty hero, Gideon. And Gideon does not appear to be mighty or a warrior in his current state. Gideon is hiding and starving. But aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that God doesn't call us based on where we are? Not on our previous mistakes, not on our current circumstances. Don't you desire you could see yourself as God sees you? And you know, for the last 12 months, this has been my prayer to God. God, I, I know how I see myself. I can interpret where my life is at at the moment. But God, my prayer to you is, God, how do you see me? How do you see my life, God? 
What potential do you see in me? You created me. I've been made in your image. What potential, God, do you see in me? And you something was shifting in my life through the last 12 months. But God, where are you calling me to? I don't want to have my own plans. God, what have you planned for my life? Because your plans succeed and never fail. God, how do you see me? But then, just when I felt like I had to let it all go, almost like he wasn't really answering me or listening to me, I just had to trust him. And my God, who hears our prayers, answered me 12 months later and showed me his loyal love in a way that was beyond what I could ever imagine he could do in me. Ephesians 3.20 says this, God can do anything for me. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His Spirit deeply and gently within us. God sees more in you than you do. God doesn't see you as lacking confidence. He sees you as bold and confident. God doesn't see you as weak. He sees you as strong and mighty. God doesn't see you as an overwhelmed parent. He sees you as a nurturer and a provider. And you could be hiding, but it's not who you are. And God does not want perfection or else he wouldn't have chosen me to be a mom. He's on the lookout for potential. He created in you and designed for you. He is perfectly fine with the space between who you are now and who you'll become because he sees a mighty warrior in you. He sees a hero in you, a person who will fight for their family, a person who will fight to maintain integrity and honesty even when it's difficult, a person who will fight to receive all that God has done and pass it on to your children for the next generation. But in his current state, Gideon feels bitter about his circumstances. I don't think he even heard the angel of the Lord say to him, mighty hero, mighty warrior. I think he was so distracted by his circumstances. In Judges 6.13, it says, Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? You can see what's going on. You can see the enemy oppressing us. What is happening? And Gideon became astounded. So what type of promised land is this? We've asked God, where are you? And why is this happening to me? We've all asked this question to God at times. You see, what I didn't tell you before, God came through in the last 12 months in an area of my life. How do you see me? What is my potential? What didn't come through that scripture is a season in life where I was crying in a dog park. It was at Belmont. There's a massive dog park there. It's amazing. I was crying there. I was sitting with Lee and we're on our day off and I was just sitting there going, I'm crying. Before God asked me, God, how do you see me? What's my potential? Pouring my heart into Lee and he just kept to be patient and listen. And for 12 months I've been saying to God, where are you? Why is this happening? How do you see me? What is my potential? 
I don't want false hope, God, of things to come. Because the Bible says, hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. God, my heart is sick. God, I want something tangible to come to me. You're a God who moves the sea and lets people go to dry land. You are the God who heals blind eyes and opens deaf ears. God, I want not false hope. I want something tangible in my life. Something concrete, a grand gesture that you can do in my life. And he kept imagining a letter coming through my door that contained a digit clearly marked with a destination. I want to tell you today, my hope is in God because he's seen it grow. He's heard me asking for the last 12 months. He was right there beside me. And it's like the father who overlooks the child's behavior and continues with his instructions. And God's instruction said, you can trust and follow me, Naomi, because I know where I'm leading you. He was pulling strength out of me that I didn't even see, but he did. He was developing my trust in knowing that his ways and thoughts are more excellent and higher than mine. His victory was right around the corner in my life. I got the ticket and I was ready. And I want to tell you today, God came through. Because what God starts, He finishes. What He says to you will never return void. And He will always meet His target. You are stronger than you know. You can follow Him this morning. And Judges 6.14 says, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Gideon, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. Gideon, I'm sending you. God wants to use you. At that moment when God had sent me, I was so nervous. When the ticket actually came, just like Gideon, I was so overwhelmed in that moment. It was far more reaching than I had ever imagined of what God could do in my life. More than what I thought he had planned for me. And I couldn't stop shaking in that moment when it had arrived. But I also couldn't stop thanking God because he was just so good. And you may be scared, but number two, along the road, God prepares you. In your journey, God will be preparing you without you even realizing it at times. God will prepare you. And I hadn't prepared specifically what God led me to that day when he answered my prayer. But I was ready because he had given me instructions along the road. And when I was asked the question in that moment, the answer came out of my mouth and it was so concise, it actually like surprised me. Because I'm not usually that concise. But God will prepare you. He is with you in your journey. Let me tell you, you'll never feel ready. And you'll never feel full of faith all the time. The fear will creep in, and then the doubt will set in. But stop waiting to feel ready, and stop creating excuses for why you can't accomplish for what you're supposed to. And God urged Gideon to go, since his strength was sufficient for the moment. And when God gives you a task, he makes it huge enough for you to question it, but small enough for you to take your first step. You have the strength you need for the task that you've been called to today. Gideon, God said, I will be with you. This morning he says to you, I will be with you. In Judges 6.15 it says, But Lord, Gideon replied, How can I? 
how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe, and I am the least in my entire family. How am I going to accomplish it? And Gideon continues to inform God, I'm just not the right man. I know you said I'm a hero. I know you said I'm a warrior, but I just don't think I'm qualified enough for what it is that you're calling me to. But God, once again, does not address these queries. Instead, he just replies, Gideon, I will be with you. Judges 6.16, the Lord said to him, I will be with you. And you will destroy the Midianites as if you are fighting against one man. And Gideon replied, If you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it is really the Lord speaking to me. Don't go away until I come back and bring my offerings to you. And he answered, I will stay here until you return. Number three, God is patient with you. Gideon wasn't strong, he was tired fainting and out of patience with God. Gideon had been oppressed for seven years and had given up on God. Yet God never gives up on us. God never abandons us. He is so patient. Isaiah 40, 28 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his no one can fathom. The angel told Gideon, I'll wait here for you to return. And I believe God is waiting for you to return to him. He is patient with your questions. He is patient with your concerns. And patiently waits for you to return to him. And God can call you to do many things, but surrendering your, surrendering your life to him is the most essential. God was calling Gideon to a specific task, but he was also calling him out of survival mode and into a relationship with him. And he continued promising him, I will be with you. Yes, you. Because I have a lot that I want to do through you. And God is waiting for you, not for a better you, but for you to come exactly as you are and surrender your whole life to Him. God is calling you, the God of the universe, softly and compassionately, and He is waiting for your heart this morning. And in Judges 6, 23, it says, But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid. Gideon, you are not going to die in this battle. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace. And to this day, it still stands in Ophrah. Lastly, this morning, the Lord is your peace. God called Gideon to battle. But this is a foundational moment right here where Gideon builds this altar with him and the Lord. He hadn't even gone to war yet, but this altar was a promise, a pledge to Gideon that God would preserve his life. You will not die, and I am your peace. This week, we went to our son's last day of year five, and we were watching him walk down the school driveway for the very last time and exit out of the school gate, signifying completion. They're just 
whole procession, all the year 12s and senior school, walking from the top of the road, the driveway, right to the end and walking out the gate. And as I watched that scene, I was so grateful to God for everything he has accomplished, healed, his experts, friends, families, God strategically placed around him to comfort, cheer, and guide, and now to bring completion to this season of his life. I know his future is bright because as I look back at what God has done, he will do more in his future, more than what I can imagine, more than what I can guess or request in my wildest dreams. As I look back down the hallway of time, if I was to go back when he was a baby and have some words of wisdom and encouragement, this is what I would say to myself about God and his peace. If I could return to that hospital room, a first-time parent with a three-day-old baby, and a student doctor telling us that he might have spina bifida, I would say to myself, Lee, Naomi, I'm going to encourage you right now. The Lord is with you. I can see you praying right now and calling out to the Lord for help. But I'm going to let you right now. I've got the 18-year-old. The Lord is your peace. He's going to come through. He's not going to fail you. You're going to walk out of this hospital with a clean bill of health. I'm going to go back to when he was in grade two. And I remember God saying to my dad that, that your son's at the wrong school. And I remember my dad coming to me and saying, I really felt God speak to me and say that Justin's at the wrong school. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know what the right school is. But led by God, I was in awe of the scale of the new school that God took us to, but feeling very overwhelmed financially. And I would go back in time to that day as I was walking around and seeing how large everything is and how much I wanted this for my son. And I would remind myself how God previously paid your child's school fees. So if you did it before you even got to this new school, won't he do it again for you? He is your provider. The Lord is your peace. If I could go back to the doctor's office when he was 15, and they told me that they thought our son had a degenerative disease that would cause dementia and lead to death, I would go and sit down in that chair with you, and I'd remind you of Psalm 31:15. God, our time, our life is in your hands. Rescue me right now from this disease coming on to my child. And I would say, Naomi Lee, the Lord is your peace. You're going to walk out of this hospital again, and he's not going to have that degenerative disease. When COVID came and wiped school out of the picture for so many of us and our children, I kept having this reoccurring thought, I'm just not sure if he's going to get through year 11 and 12 with all these challenges of COVID and isolation. And I would send that video. I would send that video back to myself and say, it's, it's going to be all right. Not only is he going to do year 11, God is going to take him through year 12 and he's going to get to the end of a life and he is going to complete what I started in him. And he's also going to discover precisely what I've called him to do in his future. I say the Lord is your peace. You know what these are as I look down the hallway of time? 
And I remember everything that God has done and accomplished for us amongst all the challenges and troubles that He's done. Times in your life when God has thoroughly marked you. So that when you go through it again, you can look back at everything God has done, knowing that He will do it again. You see, the battle hasn't even begun for Gideon, yet he felt a sense of completeness with God's peace. And that felt all it was there to remind him of what God intended to do. For us in the room today, Gideon never battled Midian again. And today's message wasn't so much his struggle with Midian as it was his battle to reestablish his confidence in God. His fight to become the mighty warrior that God saw in him all along. And I think that God stands before us today patiently waiting for us to come out of hiding, for us to see the potential that He sees in us. He's waiting for us to come to Him. He wants you to know you are His mighty hero. You are His valiant warrior. But He is with you always. And you cry out to the Lord today, He will help you. He is our hope and power together. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. God, when we cry out to you, you hear our cry. You hear our prayer. And Father, I pray this morning that when you call us, when you call us out of hiding and you say, mighty hero, mighty warrior, you call us according to the potential that you see in us, not what we see, God. What we see is so filled with limitations at times, but God, when you look at us, all you see is potential. But Father, along the road, God, you've always been preparing us. You've always been preparing my son. You've been preparing us as parents to raise this family, and you've never let it do us alone. You've always been there right with us in step. And God, I'm so glad that with all my questions and all my frustrations and all my concerns, God, you have been so patient with me. I'm glad that you interpreted the dream that you had for my life because if you hadn't left it up to me, I would have got it wrong. But you make all things perfect in your time. And God, I thank you that you are our peace this morning. And that word peace, shalom, it means to make good, it means to restore, it means to make happy whole. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you are restoring, you are making good in our family, and you are restoring all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just as we come to you this morning, as we're visiting today, we're just going to be what we do every week. We come back to you in the morning, church this morning, and we come back in the morning. We give everyone the opportunity to respond to the love of God. If you have questions, if you want to leave, you have to express them openly.
We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.